Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM stereo with the program called Talking Point with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed, standing in for Buta Jamil Wallace. Alhamdulillah, it is Monday, the 12th of October 2015, corresponding with the 28th of the Hijjah 1436. Now, this evening on Talking Point, we will be focusing on the lives of the Sahaba, and that will take us up through to the Waqt of Maghrib, inshallah, and the package starts around 7 pm this evening. Immediately thereafter, we're looking at South African challenges in search of genes causing blindness. And then immediately thereafter, there, are, uh, there is rather, a study opportunity available in Egypt. And that discussion will take us up through to the Waqt of Isha. And the Isha package starts at around 10 past 8 this evening. Then immediately after the Waqt of Isha, our first annual Friends of Bipolar Symposium. And we discuss the issue of why inequality will not be fixed uh, posturing and distorted uh, data uh, but more about that here on the program called the talking point here on the voice of the cape 91.3 fm stereo <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Serial. Now, in our first future, feature, alhamdulillah, we, look, we are continuing our focus on one of Islam's most famous uh, ashab. And to tell us more, we have in studio with us the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar. And Sheikh is, as uh, known, the Imam of the Husami Mosque in Cravenby. Uh, Sheikh Riyad, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Sheikh Shukran Zazilan for always taking out your time and sharing with us of the beautiful stories, you know, of the famous uh, Ashab. Immediately uh, over to you, Sheikh, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yasir li amri, wahlul uqadatan min lisani yafqaw kawli, Respected listeners, everybody, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, we continue with the great Sahabi called Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas. And we have seen last week how Allah Ta'ala had granted Sa'ad through the dua of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, had granted Sa'ad two weapons. The one was he was an expert marksman with the bow and arrow. He was a mahir at it was an expert at it and the next th- thing of his salah was his dua Allah 
Whenever he would shoot, he would make dua, Ya Allah, grant that my thing reaches its target. target. And it would. And it would always. And that was the dua of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam for Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, that Allah Ta'ala grant him that he uh, is an excellent marksman and that his dua is answered. That went even to the extent where we've seen that there had been people that had been attacking the personalities of the Sahaba, Sayyid Ali, and so on. And Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas would go to the person and say, listen, I hope you're going to stop this nonsense and don't con- do you know who you're talking about and you mm-hmm. know Sayyidina Ali and so on. And then when the person didn't stop, uh, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas went and took a door and put his hands up and says, Ya Allah, destroy this person that is attacking your awliya, mm-hmm. that is attacking your sahaba. And we've seen how a camel has come out of one of the places there and targeting only a specific person in a whole gathering and pushing him over and trampling him to death. Because you cannot come and insult the insult in of Allah Ta'ala. Allah you cannot just come and insult the Sahaba of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah Ta'ala will even send the animals to take revenge on and you. To protect them. To protect the Sahaba. So that was Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas and there had been other uh, things that has happened. But one of the main things that happened in the time of Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas that is going to bring us to one of the major battles that has taken place in the history of Islam, if it is not seen as the most major battle, because it really drew new lines in history, in geography, and so on, a battle that the Muslims have been exposed to after the Nabi wasalam, had gone to the Rahmah of Allah Ta'ala and with a very fierce and historic opponent, and that was with the Persians. Mm-hmm. And that battle was called Ma'araka. Al-Qadisiyya, the Battle of Qadisiyya, mm-hmm. and um, which took place around about 636 and so on. Um, and in this uh, battle and, and, and the Persians, uh, you could see how the hatred and dislike was for the deen of Islam and to the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad as well as the Muslim soldiers that faced them. But in order to understand the battle, one has to see what is it that brought this battle about mm-hmm. and how is it that Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas uh, came to be part of this battle. Um, one sees that after the, the, the various battles that the Muslims had, especially the Battle of the Bridge and so on, the life restored to a little bit of its normality. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the battle, obviously, the many Muslims were killed. Uh, they were led by the commander of that time, Al-Muthanna ibn Haritha, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he had resisted and defeated many Persian expeditions that took place in that time after. Things have sort of calmed down and had many victories over them, various areas and so on. So the Muslims then gained control or regained control of areas that were under their control. It was called Mantika Sauda. Now Mantika to Sauda, uh, Mantika Sawad. Mantika to Sawad means it's a name that has been given to the areas that has been conquered by the Muslims mm-hmm. in Iraq. Okay. In Al Iraq, conquered by them, and it is also areas of vegetation and, and greenery and so on. So the Muslims have taken that back con- under their control, control again. When mm-hmm. we go to the other side of the world and away from these battles, we will also see that Persia itself 
I had experienced serious internal conflict. Mm-hmm. Serious internal conflict. There had been two supreme commanders in Persia. The one was Rustam, and the other one was called Al Firazan. Firazan, and and each one had their own followers, had their own helpers, had those people that uh, encouraged them, destroy the other one, and so on. And the whole fight was only about honor. It was about status. It was about rule. Mm-hmm. Around about in this time, there was a woman that was the queen at that time. Her name was Bauran bint Kisra. Kisra meaning emperor. She was the daughter of the emperor. And she then called for a council of elders. Mm-hmm. Council of elders so that they can sort out this thing. Um, suffice to say that she as a woman became the queen because the children of the emperor were assassinated by the uncle of that time that became the emperor. Mm-hmm. And he assassinated all the boys of the previous... Uh, in Ashafak, his name was Shahrazad. Uh, he was the son of the emperor. And he assassinated all the boys of the emperor so that he could become the emperor. Um, so you see that this fitna that has grabbed hold of Persia... And I do want to say that uh, Olama says that they experienced this kind of fitna and, and, and things that went wrong and the serious conflicts because of the dua of the Nabi <laughs> alayhi salatu wasalam. Also, if we remember that the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had sent to Kisra, sent to Persia his, his ambassador with a, a message to invite him to the deen of Islam. Islam. He yes. took the, the message of the Nabi mm-hmm. and taught mm-hmm. to taught pieces. Mm-hmm. So... Then the Nabi said to Mazakallahu Mulkahu. May Allah destroy his kingdom also. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what has happened. The council of elders, they come together and they bring this two together. And they say, Listen, this thing between you two, it's the not conflict going to stop. between the two of them. Between Rastam, mm-hmm. the two Persian uh, commanders, Rastam and Firazan, this conflict between the two of you, it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Mm. But what you are doing is you are weakening Persia And you too are weakening the people of Persia You are putting up us up for attack by our enemies So, one of two things mm-hmm. You are either going to join forces right? Put behind your backs whatever there has been between you Or we will start with you first and we'll destroy you too mm-hmm. <laughs> We will destroy you too before we are going to get destroyed. This and this is obviously the message from the elders. This yes. is the message of the elders. At the head of them is this queen, mm. right? Bauran. And, and, and this was obviously a stern warning. It mm. was an extreme warning. It wasn't long, and Rustam uh, and, and Ferozan, they get together and they say, okay, right, everything is finished between us. This is no longer, there's no more enmity, there's no more hatred. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in the past is gone. And we are going to halt all kinds of uh, fighting between one another. It's completely finished. And we are now going to become Safan Wahid. And we are going to become one united force. force. With mm. one objective. To destroy the Muslims. Allah. That is the objective. Um, you know, Taridwan, if one looks and turns your attention to historic happenings in the Muslim world, then you will see... Over centuries, 
that the enemies of Islam knew the ways of victory against the Muslims, mm-hmm. knew the reasons that happens and things. And the major reason that stands out always is when we become disunited. Or divided, yeah. When we cannot reach agreements mm-hmm. on things and so on. Um, and, and history had proven that the Muslims had only been defeated over centuries, only been defeated whenever we cannot come to agreement on something. Mm-hmm. Then the Muslims, in actual fact, uh, there are certain ulama in history that says that the stark reality is that Muslims had never been defeated at battle, but they've been defeated before they had already reached the battle. Allah, yes. Because of Meanwhile, the in the olden days, in the time of the Sahaba Tabin, they've been successful in all the battles mm-hmm. because there's been one commander and that is the law and khalas. And um, yani, whenever we split, then we know going into different groups, it only ends up in failure of the ummah. Mm-hmm. It only ends up in, in destruction when we cannot have one. But nevertheless, let's get back to this uh, lady. And so on. So after Rastam and, and Al-Firazan, they now have this ittifaq, they have this agreement, and they now start looking for a male from the emperor side, a male child, to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they were not interested in this woman being the leader. Okay. I mean, thinking <laughs> if, if you're really thinking, she was the clever one. She was the intelligent one. Mm-hmm. She was the worthy. In actual fact, it is also shown in her rule that she had been, yani, she had shown a lot of wisdom in her rule. But they were determined. Major position is going to go to a man. Inshallah. Shukran Zilan for that share stay on the right. Mahmoud, uh, just keep a hold on to that thought. We're going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called The Talking Point with the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Welcome back to the program called The Talking Point here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed, standing in for Buta Jamil. If you have just joined us, we obviously chatting to the Honorable Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who is the Imam at the Husami Mosque in Cravenby. And we are continuing our focus on one of Islam's most famous Ashab. And at the moment, we're speaking about uh, Saad ibn Waqas, who was an expert marksman. And one of the characteristics that was portrayed by uh, Saad, uh, Ibn Waqas was that whenever he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that dua would be accepted by the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this evening in particular, we're chatting about the Battle of Qadisiyah. Uh, Sheikh uh, Riyad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, Ridwan, respected listeners, the Persian leadership were determined that they were only going to be led by a man. A man. Mm-hmm. So they had a long extended search looking for who was the male relatives of the emperor. Mm-hmm. And they came across a young man by the age of twen- uh, uh, at the age of 21 who was in actual fact a son of the emperor who went in hiding when his uncle started killing, killing. off, mm-hmm. off his all uncles, the males. Yes. Mm-hmm. He then escaped this assassination went in hiding so now the leadership brought him forth and they said we want you to be our king mm-hmm. and they made him a king a king and everybody submitted to him and so on 
And for the first time in a very long period, Persia now spoke with one voice. Mm-hmm. And this was also, Sheikh, after Rastin and Firzan had also now combined, That's you know, set correct. aside their differences correct. with the aim, as you said earlier, you know, really to destroy Islam. Exactly. Exactly. So, what is, uh, 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 his name was Sarah Dajat. So, uh, uh, yes, oh, it's so funny name, yes, Dajarid, yes, Dajarid. He, being now the new emperor, mm-hmm. now says to Rastam, right, all preparations for war, and battle and so because it's going to be an intensive battle it's mm-hmm. going to be a powerful battle um you take control of that mm-hmm. and rastam says i have only one objective and that is that we are going to drive these muslims out of iraq once and for all mm-hmm. we are going to not just drive them out of iraq we are going to drive them right into the arabian peninsula So nothing else is there. What does Rustam do? He starts a psychological war. All right. Starts a psychological war by sending messages to those conquered territories of the Muslims, sending messages so that he can create fear, so that he can create anxiety, he can create stress. What is the messages that he sends? He sends to them that Persia is coming, Persia is united, and we're going to have a major overthrow of the Muslims. You must now come and join us. Persia has now become one. We are coming together, and you come and join us for the complete annihilation of the Muslims that are there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Salam. It had the desired effect. Allah. The messages went out to the various villages and tribes it had. And the tribes and the villages, they responded rapidly. They responded to support Rastam. And, uh, and, and it didn't take them long to drop the Muslims like a hot potato. They mm-hmm. broke their uh, alliances. They broke their agreements because they now saw themselves as a more powerful force against the Muslims. Muslims. That's if they now join Rastam and, and Persia. Rastam and, and, and so on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the leader of, them, uh, of the Muslims at that time, his name was Al-Muthanna ibn Haritha radiallahu anhu. Now, the amount of uh, Muslims that was with him at the time, they were about a thousand. Mm-hmm. And Al-Muthanna radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he now gets the news of what has happened. The Persians have amalgamated, they've come one, they've appointed Yazdajarid to be the new leader. And that uh, this commander, Rustam, he has accumulated an army of approximately 200,000. Allah. 200,000 compared to the 8,000 that is there under his control. How are they going to handle that? Mm. So what does he do? He pulls his whole army out of the area. And they moved towards the Hudud, the borders of Iraq. Okay. And now sends a message to Amir al-Mu'mineen, Umar ibn Khattab, to the Khalifa. Sends a message giving him a clear description of what is happening, happening. Mm-hmm. and what he has done. Because he wasn't prepared that his whole army was going to be annihilated. That is not going to help them anything. Right? So, the news has come to Muthanna. And he sends it off to Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, we know had a very short fuse. <laughs> he was completely upset, you know. I mean, Muslims, the first thing we are taught, we must keep to our agreements. Yep. 
And you expect those people that you have agreements with that they must they keep must to their agreements. They must course. honor their agreements. <laughs> and Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu says, Wallahi la'adribanna mulukil ajam bi mulukil arab. I will destroy these foreign leaders with the t- foreign tribal leaders with the tribal leaders of the Arabs. <laughs> we, I'm not leaving off any leaders. I'm not leaving off any opinion makers. I'm not leaving off any nobles, no speakers, no poets. Nothing. I'm going to destroy them all. And he gathers his people together. Mm-hmm. Gathers the heroes in, uh, that surround him, the horsemen, the brave ones. And for the first time, Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab as a Khalifa calls military action to be compulsory now on all the Muslims. Allah. Their participation has now become compulsory. Mm-hmm. And he also only refers to certain of the tribes that is there. And not only that, he then also raises a restriction that had been placed on the apostates. Now, those people had been apostates and they came back to Islam. Mm-hmm. They were not allowed to join the army. Okay. Because no one knew where their position really was. And mm. that was the, the view of Sayyidina Abu Bakr. At this war, he now decides, I'm raising, I'm lifting that I'm ban. I'm lifting that ban, yes. So all those that had been apostate before, all of them are coming in and they're all coming to join the army. This lifted the spirits of the Muslims because now their number increased. It's mm-hmm. well, you know. And in actual fact, it caused people to come in their droves to Al-Madinah Al-Munawwara because they wanted to join the Muslim army mm-hmm. against the Persians. The the situation and the, and the, the Ma'raka, the war was so... Uh, a scene is so great that Sayyidina Umar anhu, that he wanted to lead the army himself. Self. Mm-hmm. That is how important he saw it. But the senior, the Kubara Sahaba, the senior Sahaba around him, they were telling him, no, 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 we cannot allow mm. that. We need you here. The Muslims need their leader. Mm-hmm. So please don't. But they had Mashura. And they said, we advise that you appoint a person that had been amongst the Sabiqeen al-Awwaleen, those first people that had accepted Islam, Islam at the beginning of his time, appoint someone like that to be the leader of the army, to be mm-hmm. the supreme commander. And they go to Sayyidina Umar and they tell him that we want to suggest that you point Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas. And this is how Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas now gets into the We advise you, appoint this honorable Sahabi, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, because he is amongst those predecessors. He was the first, amongst the first people that became Muslim. Muslim. In actual fact, he is noted like that in history. He is in amongst the first couple of, uh, they haven't even reached five yet, he's amongst that. Okay. That had become Muslim. Had been with the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, all of the battles and so on. So, so he was suited for, to lead the exactly. army. Exactly. In actual fact, you, one could say it's a person that has been trained by the hands of the Nabi mm-hmm. And he was in an, an other places where he had been busy and so on. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr then, uh, Sayyidina Umar anhu then recalled him. Mm-hmm. And he is now appointed as the supreme commander for the forces that went to Al-Iraq. Mm-hmm. Right? Sayyidina, Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar anhu calls him, gives him all the necessary advice and so on. And plans the attack so in detail as if Sayyidina Umar knew exactly how the mm-hmm. layout of Iraq was. Meanwhile, he hasn't even put one foot in Iraq. <laughs> but that is how this commander was. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas anhu gathers his army and they have now reached a total of 28,000. Allah. 28,000, the Khalifa, Sayyidina Umar anhu comes himself to oversee everything of the army because he wants to feel satisfied, wants to be, feel happy that all the preparations is in order mm-hmm. and so on. And the Jaish moves, the army moves. And they move now in the direction of Al-Iraq. We must know, and I want to stress this, Bitaridwan, that when a Muslim army goes out, it is not for name and fame and status in the dunya. Hmm. They go to spread the deen of Islam. They go so that people turn in worship only to Allah Allah subhanahu subhanahu wa wa ta'ala and nothing else. And we will see that in how the Sahaba are, are, are... approached by the leaders and in, in what is the objective and what do they want and whatever the case may be. They come to a place that is called the Qar and here they meet up with the Jaish, the, the army of Al-Muthanna ibn Haritha. But Al-Muthanna ibn Haritha anhu had already passed on. What so happened? since the time he sent the message to yes. inform uh, He had a person because they had other skirmishes and he'd been, uh, he had old injuries Okay And it, yani, then it was better, then it wasn't better Then it was better, then it wasn't better Until he died because of this injuries And the battle that had taken place at the Battle of the Bridge mm-hmm. But he had left an important wasiyah, an important command to the Muslims that's coming and to the commander that will take over. And he said, Usi al-Muslimin wa qa'iduhum sa'dan. I am giving advice to the Muslims and the leader will be Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas that when you fight the enemy, the Persians, then fight them at the furthest end of the border of the Arabs. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the border of Iraq. Iraq. Fight him there. If you were to be successful, then your backs would be covered. Mm-hmm. If it is not going to be, it's going to be the other way around, then you have a plan of return to safety. Mm-hmm. So that is where you start off. When Saad ibn Abi Waqqas heard the nasiha that had been given by Al-Muthanna, made dua for him, asked Allah Ta'ala's rahmah upon him, and he then proceeded to implement that advice of Al-Muthanna. Al-Muthanna. Mm-hmm. And this is how we see, Taridawan and respected listeners, that the leadership of the Muslims, their leadership they had taken from the Nabi wasalam, and had been practically applied. Here you see the Sahabi that has been trained by the Nabi wasalam. He had only one important thing. And it, you see it coming even at the time of his death. And that is what is going to happen to the Ummah. What is going to happen when they go into this battle. So the issue of Islam had occupied his life all the time. Mm-hmm. He was always concerned with this Islam and its well-being. This responsibility didn't even leave his mind even at the time, time of, of laying on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Laying on his deathbed. So therefore, you know, it stands to reason that Allah Ta'ala would give such a people victory. Allah. Because that was the maqsad. That was the object. They were not interested. And, and Allah Ta'ala opened for them the, the lands. They were victorious as well as opening the hearts of people of towards people. them. Mm-hmm. Allah mm-hmm. Akbar, yes. The hearts of people towards them. But, uh, I hope we're going to have enough time. I want to tell you and the listeners 
about a very sacred thing that happened. A place of, of uh, like we speak about Karamat, mm -hmm. this was one of the Karamat that happened, and this day is called the Day of the Cattle. Day of the Cattle. Mm -hmm. What had happened, we now know that the army of Al-Muthanna, radiallahu anhu, has now joined the so armed forces. Of Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. Waqqas, they were 28,000. 28, yes, another 8,000, so it became 36,000. It's a massive army. Mm -hmm. It's a major army. And they were now at a place close called Al Qadisiyah, and that was about in July 636. 36. July 636 was about the 15th year of the Hijrah, and it was the month of Safar. The Jace is there, the army is there, and so on, and they are now going to first they have to listen to the orders of the Khalifa, was don't get involved in any confrontations. Mm -hmm. What you do is you send out people to call them first to the Deen of Islam. Islam. But the point that I want to get to is the major problem that the army faced. And the problem that they faced was the problem of food. Because, yeah, Allah, can you imagine? 36,000 36, people. Mm -hmm. The people, uh, the historian says to feed them uh, would need 26 camels a day. Allah Akbar. 26. 26 camels a mm -hmm. day to feed that army. We're not talking about the wheat. We're not talking about the dates that they had. But the problem intensified. How did the problem become much bigger and greater? By the betrayal of these tribes and villages that turned their backs on mm -hmm. the Muslims. When they heard the news from Russia. That's it. Mm -hmm. When they had broken away from the obedience of the but Muslims, when they had violated the agreements, the agreements and the yeah. pacts that were made, um, when they heard about this massive uh, 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 Persian army and so on. So they all conspired and they conspired to the defeat of the Muslims and one of the ways that they did this was by having this economic stranglehold, mm -hmm. by preventing food, by preventing anything. You know what they did? They took the cattle and they hid the herds deep into the forest. Okay. So when the Muslims came to these villages, they there were was nothing. nothing yeah. They were mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. nothing. It's not like they could just take it over and whatever. Saad ibn Abi Waqqas sends a, a, a person by the name of Asim ibn Amru, sends him with a group of Muslims, go find out where is the cattle mm -hmm. and find one of these betrayers and find out by them what is going on. So they managed to capture one. Right. And um, and they ask him, listen, what happened to the cattle? Where's all the cattle and so on? And he just goes, lad, I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Then a, a, a spiritual, miraculous thing happened. And Allah Ta'ala had granted that one of the bulls that had been in the forest, Allah Ta'ala allows this bull to respond to the Sahaba of the Nabi in an Arabic language tone and says to the Muslims there that enemy of Allah has lied a bull is speaking in Arabic, Arabic. says to the Sahaba that enemy of Allah has lied yeah we are yeah. in the forest Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Walillah Alhamdulillah Allahu Akbar Walillah 
and Asim radiallahu anhu enters into the forest, forest. and he finds, finds all, all the cattle that are there and takes them as booty, as booty and that day therefore is called Yawmul Abaqir, the day of the, the cattle. cattle. The day of the cattle. We in our time today, we know that those things exist. Mm-hmm. We know that Allah Ta'ala grants these karamat to his beloved slaves and none of us are going to belie that. In actual fact, we will see that when a soldier, a soldiers, when they are sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you see how Allah ta'ala uh, puts these kind of, 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 of karamat that happens and, and khawarik, things that, that is not possible, that happens in normal day, that it happens. In actual fact, says the ulama, more than what has happened in the predecessors mm-hmm. in, in, in the times Time of today. Is. Uh, you see that happening where the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and in a time where the ulama says it, Islam has become almost like strange. Mm-hmm. In a time when they are more in need of the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than those before them. I mean, we remember that when there was uh, 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 Bosnia that had happened, how the generals had come here and said, you know, we were attacked by the Serbs mm. and then we went onto this hill, this one general said, and we were sitting there and we saw the Serbs coming and the next moment we saw them all running away uh-huh. and we were making Salatul Asr at the mm-hmm. time. And when we finished, we sent somebody after them, grabbed one of them and said, what's happened? Why come you people ran away? And he said, you know what, when we came to this mountain top, we saw you there. But then we saw all of these wild beasts around you that were protecting you and we ran away from them, Allah afraid Allah. that they were going to attack. Mm-hmm. So these kind of karamat is still available, available. today. Allah. Still available today. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants these karamat to those whom He wish, to those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has seen that that is exactly what is in their heart. Mm-hmm. Because these Muslims, these Sahaba, they didn't go out to fight for the dunya. They didn't go out to fight for any kind of position or status or, what, or, status mm-hmm. or anything. They had gone out, fi sabirillah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gone out to be in the happiness and the satisfaction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why when they went into battle, they went into battle in a just way. Mm-hmm. In a just way. Um, so, Al Sayyidina Umar chose Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas, ordered him with certain orders, and the first amongst that is present the people with the deen of Islam. Allah. Invite them to the deen of Islam. And the first one that he sends him obviously to the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Sends him to the Emperor, yes, Dajarit, sends him to him, and Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas chose ten of his most senior of Sahaba that were there. Leaders in their own. They were people, they had a good, yani the appearance were good, mm-hmm. they were big bodily built, they were people of intelligence and so on, people of wisdom. These were the people that uh, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas sent out and they are now going to first present Islam. At the head of them was an honorable Sahabi called Al-Nu'man Ibn Muqarrin al-Muzani and he was the Amir and he now goes to meet the Emperor. Mm-hmm. This 21 year old 21 year old. Mm-hmm. He sits there, his ministers around him and so on. 
Um, and An-Nu'man ibn Bashir, uh, An-Nu'man ibn Muqarrin, he now comes and presents Islam. Presents Islam in absolute clarity, giving them exactly how it is, and so on. Now it's time for the emperor to speak. To respond. And history says, what an unintelligent emperor. Allah. He is not even understand? to speak able to speak eloquently his questions that he's asking is childish questions mm-hmm. what were some of the things that he's asking asking them about the clothes asking them about uh, the weapons how did they make their weapons uh-huh. asking them about the leather that they're wearing uh-huh. and the slippers that they have on and all of this and then he wants them to say what is the meaning of that arabic name in 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 in, in pharisee yeah, in persian in persian he mm. must ask them. and this is the type of emperor that they found that, uh, in front of them uh-huh. so comes another uh, al-mughira ibn uh, zirara he then comes forward and then he also then presents Islam also in a strong way and so on. And then he now becomes angry mm. because you see now they're pushing the deen of Islam and he starts mocking them and speaking ill of them and so on. And and the Sahaba, they're standing there, they're all the they places. Mm-hmm. And then they told him, listen, we have come to you with three choices. And that is that you accept Islam. Mm-hmm. If you do not accept Islam, then you will have to pay jizya. Mm-hmm. And if you do not pay jizya, then we are at war. Mm. And we prepare to fight you at war. Yes, Dajarid, he became extremely angry. And he wanted to kill all of them. And then he says, bring me a bowl. And uh, someone brings him a bowl. Uh-huh. And he takes sand from the ground. And he puts sand in there. And he says, give me the senior amongst you. And 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 this uh, uh, Sahabi, he then jumps Al Mughira ibn Zirara, He jumps forward, and he goes and as if he is now the, the senior, senior, but he's not mm-hmm. the senior. He wants to protect the others, and um, and uh, Yazdajarit takes the bowl and he says, "This is what we think of you," and he puts the bowl on his head and he sends them away. Now see how the tides turn. Mm. They go back home. And they go to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas and they said, Ya Amir, Allah Ta'ala had given us the kingdom of Persia. Look here, they've given us the land. (laughs) 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 Rastam wasn't there. So you see how the tables have turned? You mock them and it's turned against you. Rastam wasn't there. And Rastam comes and he says, what did you do? How can you do? You've basically given them them the land. uh, And he sends another expedition, but he couldn't get them. So, yani, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Um, next, we will speak about how the individual uh, emissaries, emissaries has gone mm-hmm. to the leaders and how they spoke of them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all of the muttaqeen. Wa min al-muqsineen wa min ibadi salihin. But I don't want to mention two things. And that is my son, uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. And his wife Shakira, it is the anniversary today. Allah, and we want to make to Allah Ta'ala grant them long uh, umar, long life together. Amen, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala put khair and barakah in their nikah. Amen. And then I want to also ask the community, um, we had sent a message from the Muslim Judicial Council to Egypt for some of the students that are having difficulty uh, that wishes to come into the Al-Azhar and that we are accommodating that by having these um taken up by the embassy of Egypt but 
That has resulted in the message coming back to Cape Town and people are asking how can we, inshallah ta'ala, next month the Muslim Judicial Council in consultation with the Embassy, Embassy. Mm-hmm. of Egypt in Pretoria will be sending out a message where we will gather everybody's names inshallah ta'ala inshallah. and then from the Muslim Judicial Council we will forward those who wish to study at the Al-Azhar inshallah ta'ala. Wa akhirun da'wanan alhamdulillah rabbil alameen we make to Allah ta'ala make us all min al-muttaqeen wa min al-muhsineen wa min ibadi al-salihin Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh